This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, what is happening? Mr. Adam X, as always, your host of the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Collective. Seems to be some confusion with what the Out of Collective is. So I'm going to try, I'm going to try to clean it up a little bit. The Out of Collective is just that. It's a collective. It's a collective of human beings. Uh, some are podcast hosts, some are writers, some are photographers, copywriters. They're all under this collective conglomerate. Uh, there is the Out of Bounds podcast uh, that also falls under the Out of Collective. Started as the Out of Bounds with Adam Jabber, rolled onto the Pursuit with Adam X. We've got Michelle Parker at Care Less Do More, all under the collective, the uh, at out of collective. I don't know if that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, reach out. Ask me at Mr. Adam X on the Instagram. Really trying to get 7,000. I've been at like 6,500 forever. So if we can get me to 7,000, I'm going 7,000 by June 1st. It's April 25th. I'm on a mission to get 7,000 by June 1st, or I'm a complete failure. <laughs> That's it. Just follow me. Follow things you like. Follow people you like. Support them. It's easy. It's an easy thing to do. Leave a review. Uh, mention The Pursuit or Adam X in your review. Speaking of supporting things and supporting good humans, I'm going to talk about my guest this week, Addie Jacobson. Not Jacobson. Jacob Send. So you know Addie's already a sender. But she's creating a film called Advice for Girls. I can't wait to watch it. We talk about it. We talk about what the film is, why the film exists, why it needs to exist. Who Addie is as a human being is just phenomenal. I got that in the hour that I talked to her. And it's it's... It's exciting. Uh, I'm so excited for for advice for girls, advice for films, advice for girls, because it came from the heart and Addie talks about it. She explains it. And if you're, if you're listening to this promo thinking maybe this episode's not for me, you're wrong. It is for you because it's just about being human and supporting humans. And this film is all about that. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. You can donate to the Kickstarter that is what the world, that's what makes the world go round. It's really simple. You can literally donate $5. That's, we can all do it. A lot of my friends are in the movie. A lot of my friends are filming, helping film the film, the movie. So please support it. Support, support Addie. Uh, and just, you know, be a good human. That's it. That's all I got. That's a lie. I've got a little more. Before we get into that episode, I want to we're talking about support. So let's support us. Let's support brands that support us. Our friends over at Rumpel. Rumpel's on a mission to introduce the world to better blankets. The original puffy blanket is designed for adventure and it's built with the same technical materials found in your favorite outdoor gear, which means Rumpel blankets are durable, water and stain resistant, ultra packable and super warm. They're perfect for those late nights, you know, maybe having a soda after those mountain bike rides, storing in your van for an extra layer when the temperatures drop. They're so good. 
it's really it's that simple like i use them for everything i throw them on the ground i lay on them i get dressed i get dressed on them i wear them as a coat they're the best go check them out uh, rumple.com forward slash out of collective it'll save you a couple bucks or you can go to rumple.com and just enter code out of 10 save you a couple bucks at checkout this stuff is rad and so is this episode so let's get right into the episode peace love you Addie, who are you let's just start with that well i'm Addie jacobson i i think i'm a pro skier i'm just gonna start owning that now i am a pro skier but i also love to mountain bike i'm a content creator i specifically love uh, creating videos about female empowerment. I also love coffee and desserts and being with my friends. Um, recently with my film projects I'm working on, I've been taking on the title of poet and producer. So I'm claiming those as well, all those things, but mostly I love to ski. That is like one of the best intros anyone's ever given themselves. That's a hard question. Cause I ask it often intentionally to just like, just kind of break the ice and people struggle with it. It's really hard to define yourself. And I think you just crushed it. Like if that was a resume title page, I think you knocked it out of the park. Ah, uh, thank you. I've been thinking about it a lot recently, trying to figure out who I am, what I am, what I'm doing and why. So yeah, it's go. like, it's like the three things that belong to me. It's like who I am, who I was and who I want to be. It's like a, it's a bouncing souls lyric. And those always stuck with me. Like, how do you, who I was is not who I am now, but it's like part of who I've become. And then who do I want to be? We're getting I deep right off the bat. It's like, <laughs> uh, skier, let's talk about skiing. Cause you're in Salt Lake right now. Um, we will get into everything you're producing and everything you're doing, but can you just like, wait, let me ask you what your home resort is first. Um, I mainly ski Alta, Snowbird and Park City. Okay, so you haven't been at like Altabird in like 10 days. Or are you sneaking up I, and coming out? I haven't been there in a while because we've been traveling and filming so much. And I'm super curious to go up there sometime in the next few days and see how buried it is because it just hasn't stopped snowing. <laughs> There's so much snow and it's been so warm. So I left after the last storm cycle. And I was like, I saw the 70s in the forecast. And I was like, if I don't leave now, I will live here and I will be single. So I need to go. <laughs> I've been on the road for six weeks. Like I need to get back home. So I did that. And then I've seen like the Cottonwoods are just bonkers right now. I did an episode last week with Utah Avalanche Center just talking about like slide paths and how severe the situation is up there right now. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to throw a curveball question right off the bat. What is the purpose of life? I do not know. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> Some of the things that like I feel give me the most purpose in my life is like having fun and helping other people. Like I really value all my relationships um, with my friends. So I think that we're all kind of here to work together and make magic and make memories. I didn't even know I had that good of an answer. I feel good about that. 
I think that's a good answer, and I think it's a it's an. I think the best part of that question is there there truly are no wrong answers, unless someone was like the purpose of what life is to like work and die. I'd be like, ah, you're probably wrong, but that's that's who I am, right? I don't know. I can't answer that question, but I think you I think you I think you nailed that. Tell me something that you're extremely passionate about. I am the most passionate about skiing. I love it. I've loved it since the first time I went skiing. And it's basically defined my entire life ever since because I don't, I mean, it's basically my entire personality at this point. I've given it my all for so many years and it's so fun. What did your, I don't want to go too far back in your upbringing here, but like, did you always know it was skiing? Did you grow up ski racing? You now call yourself a professional skier. What does that look like? What does that entail? How did we get here? Again, I don't have to go back to like third grade here, but like, well, how does, yeah, I like, I know a lot of people who like skiing. They're not professional skiers. It hasn't made, they haven't made it their lives. So how do we get from like, this is a fun hobby to like, I'm going to dedicate my life to this. Um, yeah, it's been a long journey. I started skiing, I think, when I was around 11 years old. And at some point, I begged my parents to be on a ski team. And I started on the Sundance ski team in Utah when I was like 13-ish. Uh, and I paid mostly, paid my own way through my ski team years. So I was a racer all the way through high school. Um, and in high school, I ended up moving to Sun Valley to be on their ski team up there. And I loved ski racing and I wanted to make a career out of that. But by the time I got to the end of high school, I realized it wasn't quite the right fit for me. And I was actually having more fun outside of the race course. Um, so I remember Googling when I was a senior in high school, like best schools to go to, to be like a big mountain skier. And like something came up about Western Colorado University and how they had a free ride ski team. And I had heard a little bit about the free ride competitions. And I was like, sure, this is it. That's where I'm going. So I went to college at Western Colorado University. They joined their free ride ski team. That was like mainly the whole reason I was there. <laughs> and I ended up loving it. My first season, I got injured and wasn't really able to compete. But my second season, I got wild carded into a four star and got second in like one of my first competitions. And so I was like hooked. I was like, I love this. Competing is the most fun thing I've ever done in my entire life. And so I just started making like the free ride world qualifiers, like my main focus as an athlete. And I did that for five or so years. And um, somewhere in there, I got a pretty bad head injury, mountain biking, and it kind of stunted my progression a bit because I wasn't able to push it for a couple of years because I was recovering from that injury. And in that process, somewhere in the last couple of years, I've realized that at this point in time, I'm more passionate about like the film and photo side of skiing uh, than competing. But I do hope I'll go back to it someday if I ever want to. Um, so now I've been working on film projects and I did like a small little one last year, but this year I decided to start a big one that I'm super passionate about. 
And that's become like my full-time job. What I spend all my time doing is working on this project and skiing and creating TikToks and Instagram reels about skiing. And I have no idea how this happened, but I'm super <laughs> grateful <laughs> that this is what I get to do now. I love it. I mean, I think you just, you, you willed it to happen, right? Like I... I'm not a professional skier, but I, I kind of live the life of, of a professional skier because I'm in like ski media and I do this and I travel, I get to ski, I get to go mountain biking. And people are like, how did you, how did you do it? And I'm like, dude, I was poor for a really long time. I'm still poor, but like I get to do what I want versus like when you were taking that job as an engineer, I was saying no to that job because I knew this is the direction I, I knew I would come up heads. Like I knew it would work out some way, somehow. But I think people think it's easy because they only see the fun stuff, right? Like I do have a question, kind of backtracking. What did you go to school for? Well, I was studying outdoor recreation, but I didn't finish school. Um, the whole head injury thing kind of threw that off a little and I ended up dropping out. But I feel like that is probably fine <laughs> because I can have the same jobs with or without an outdoor recreation degree. Um, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. Sore subject. So no. Um, so what, <laughs> what got you into other than like content creation, but like content creation and like we're tiptoeing around like a major subject that we're going to talk about here, but like, Content creation is not film production. No, they're not the same thing. Not... <laughs> I'm doing both for sure. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how I got here. Basically, I going into the ski season was going to see if I could pull off a season without a regular job, just <laughs> like making TikToks and reels for brands. And I have like a couple of sponsors who pay me enough to like kind of get by. Um, and then I guess this is a great segue into talking about what I'm working on now. <laughs> um, in the fall, I reached out to my fr good friend, Sarah Beam Robbins, who is a filmmaker and cinematographer. And I was like, Hey, I've got this idea. Like I'm trying out this pro skier thing and I want to make a film about a poem I wrote and I would love you to film it. I'm thinking like we could make this cool seven minute edit where I talk about why I wrote the poem and I, it's all just based on this poem. And she's like, I love it. This is awesome. But can I tell you something? And I'm like, what? She's like, I think that this is like so much bigger than just you. I think a lot of people need to hear these words. I think a lot of people really relate to the words in the poem and their stories align with it well. And I think there's women across the country and world who are gonna really benefit from what you're trying to say in this film. What do you think about getting like a couple more girls with different voices involved? And I'm like, great, I love it. <laughs> and so I next pulled in my friend Sierra Schlag um, into the film and we were like, just planning this little film project and someone jokingly said, well, what if we just make a whole movie? And we talk about this moment all the time now because we cannot believe that this happened because somewhere in that like joking, what if we make a movie? We started actually making an entire movie. And now the film 
is a feature length film and we have over 20 female athletes involved with the project and they're all telling their stories as well as showcasing their skiing. Um, it's been an incredible process. I don't know how this happened. I just feel so grateful that it did. I like may have over manifested this one or something um, because it is a feature length film now and I'm working with some of my absolute heroes and we have like a full production team and the entire production team is made up of women as well, which was a really important point from us, point to us from the beginning um, because we just wanted to use this crazy opportunity that the universe was saying, hey, you should really do this, make a movie, like everything was going our way. We wanted to take this opportunity and share it with as many women as possible and be able to tell the stories of as many women as possible and all types of women with different backgrounds, with different strengths in skiing. And we've just had like so many amazing opportunities come our way. And everyone we've asked to be a part of this film has said yes. And we're just really grateful and in awe every day of how this is happening. And back to like what we've been talking about. I don't know how I ended up being a pro skier. I just happy I am because this has been like my life goal. And it's the best season ever to be doing this because it just keeps snowing. Yeah, it makes filming a lot easier when it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it well, just, sometimes. Well, right, but like <laughs> no one wants to just, like you tell this big inspirational story and then you're just like skiing and like on like sharks. You're like, like the pow the pow porn is important we need it and you guys have probably had more of it than i mean everybody's had more every film crew has had more of it this year than they've ever had and it's funny because like i was thinking about this and i don't know how you guys plan this but like film crews production crews you're like okay we're gonna go to japan with 10 athletes and we're gonna go here and we're gonna do this I know you guys are in a little smaller. Well, you're not even. You guys are mega now. Like the names you've got, the list. But it started as this small thing. And then it was like, oh, we can just ski Salt Lake. Like we don't have to go anywhere. Oh, like we go to Jackson for a day. Let's go to the Tetons. But like that had to be like a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have been filming mostly in the Utah and in Wyoming, like super locally. And we're like never thought we needed to go anywhere else because we just kept watching the forecast and it just kept snowing and we're very grateful there's been some days where it's been snowing too much <laughs> and we've had to like dry out cameras and hand dryers in the bathroom like midday every day we're filming because it's just like dumping snow but i think that that's really beautiful and magical and it's created some amazing moments for us and I'm excited for everyone to see them. When did this, it's called advice for girls. I don't think we've even said it once what it's called. It's called advice for girls. When did this come to life? How did this come to life? I semi know how it came to life. You wrote this poem and it's beautiful. It's on Instagram. We can share it. Um, you guys can find it. Like, I think it's at advice for girls. It's on there. Um, but, where are you when you write this? Are you writing on a napkin? Like, what is this? How does this? Where are we? Great question. I initially wrote the poem, I think, in like 2020-ish. And I wrote the poem 
almost to like a past version of myself as if I was giving advice to my past self and even my current self. In summary, like I feel like my experience growing up in the ski industry as a ski racer and like chasing a professional ski career, I have had a lot of limiting beliefs that have held me back at times. And I was kind of writing the poem to my past self as if I was helping myself overcome some of those limiting beliefs. So in the poem, I'm like, be loud and confident. Show them what you're capable of. Stop saying sorry and start saying, don't underestimate me. That's just like the beginning, but that kind of showcases how I was speaking to the idea of overcoming limiting beliefs. And then it turned into a little bit bigger. I was like, oh, I think other people can benefit from these words as well. Cause it just like serves as a reminder to women and girls that they're worthy of success, allowed to take up space and that they're extremely valuable to the ski industry. That's like, those three things have kind of been my motto for the last couple of years. That's like what I want from my content. And that's what the poem was trying to inspire in other women and girls, because I think we're constantly being told to quiet down, to be less, to fit into this mold that like I call, I say the ski industry, but you know what I mean? Like has put us in some sort of box. And I wrote the poem to help myself like, get out of those that box and reach my full potential as my authentic self. And I just want like all the other women and girls in the ski industry to like understand how valuable they really are. And that's kind of why I wrote the poem. And that's why we're making the movie. Did you like, are, do you normally write poems or was this like, <laughs> I'm setting off to like, are you a journaler? I don't know how to ask that question. But you know what I mean? Like, are you someone who writes in a journal every day? Is it just because, like, it's 2020, like, we're still in COVID, kind of, right? I think that's COVID time. So, like, I know where my head was at. I don't want to speak for anyone else's brains during COVID. But, like, it's a weird time. Um, and it, you seem to find power in that time. Or at least power to put your ink on paper and put, you know, your thoughts on paper. So, like... Is this something you normally do or did you just pull out a blank sheet of paper and you're like, today's the day I'm going to write this poem and it could change ideally the trajectory of my life? Uh, well, I definitely didn't know it was going to change the trajectory of my life, but it did. But I do write poems frequently. Like at that point in time, I was writing poems like almost every day and I was scrolling through TikTok. That's a thing that I love to do. And the poem is inspired by a poem written by, let me look, I wrote it down, Spencer McFarland called Advice for Girls as well. So he wrote this poem, his advice for girls, and it's similar to mine, but very different in a lot of ways. And I saw this poem and I was like, yeah, like this speaks to me a little bit, but like, I wonder if I can write something like this that would really speak to me, that would like speak to my younger self and would be exactly what she needed to hear and that I can like look back on constantly the words in this poem as like a reminder and that's exactly what I did and it happened extremely quickly I just like thought back to all the experiences I've had and like what I would tell myself in that moment and I brought these words together and they live in my head they've lived in my head ever since like there's been so many times during this filming process where I've like actually reminded myself of some of the words in the poem, just like right there standing on top of a mountain. And it's been funny to have like the rest of the production crew and the other athletes 
like reciting parts of the poem to each other in moments where it's like a reminder to all of us like why we're doing this and reminding that person in that moment that they like are valuable and we need them and the easiest one to quote is stop saying sorry and so we do that a lot while filming but like that's a long-winded answer but it just came from the heart because I wanted something that would speak to my experiences and I really believe that the poem ended up speaking to a lot of people and I can't believe the way it changed my life like I did post a TikTok video of the poem a few days after writing it and it gained like what felt like a lot of traction at that time but it was like a few thousand views and and it didn't get too much more like light than that but I always felt like I needed to get it out there more. Like I felt like it was some of the most important like words I'd ever put on paper. And so I just kept it in the back of my head and I would have close friends. Like last winter I had my good friend AJ Cutler come up to me and she's like, hey, have you like ever thought about doing a little video with that poem? Like, I think if we get the right video, like people will be able to attach to it a little more and understand the power of your words. And I was like, that's a great idea. And so it's just like always been this little idea over the last couple of years. And I, in November was like, I'm going to do something about this. And it just ended up, the universe said, you're going to do something about this <laughs> and it's going to be big. And there's going to be a lot of people involved. And I don't know how it's happening, but I'm just like so grateful every day, like building so many friendships, creating opportunities. Like it's been the most amazing experience. And I'm just excited for everyone to see the film in the fall because we talk about a lot of really important topics that I know are gonna inspire a lot of people throughout the whole ski industry. And I'm just really grateful to be given this opportunity to share the stories of women because I think it's really important that we're doing that and we're doing it right now. Like this is the perfect timing. So is it weird to be considered an inspiration? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, here's the thing. I obviously don't want people like looking up to me as if like, this is my, my, thing and like I don't want to be in the spotlight for any of this like that's not what I'm searching for at all um but I do think that there's power in trying to inspire inspire others I guess the best way to explain this is like some of my heroes like Lindsay Dyer when she made pretty faces like that was life changing for me when I saw that film like that changed everything like some of my ski heroes that have been my inspiration are the reason that I knew that I could pull something like this off, that I knew that this was possible. They did that for me. And I love the idea of being able to do that for the next generation of athletes because they're going to have the power and knowledge to do something even bigger than what we are doing and to continue the work with even more passion and more success. And I am just grateful to be able to be the next step in this. Like, Obviously, there's women who came before me who paved the way, and I am so grateful for them. And I just want to be like part of this because I know that it's way bigger than me and it will continue forever and ever this movement. And I'm just, I just love that. And Lindsay's in the film, right? Lindsay is in the film, and I'm really excited about that because she gets the opportunity to talk about pretty faces and what that was like and what happened after. 
and why we still need to continue this work. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the work will never end, right? Like, I think that's, that's just a sad reality of life. Um, but I think it will, this is, this sounds terrible. If someone ever pulls us out of context, it's going to be like doom and gloom, but like, no, I think like someone like Lindsay had to work so hard to like hypothetically pave roads for you. And now you're paving more roads, but like we're and paving roads is such an easy metaphor. Like it's, but like, we're going to just continue to hopefully just pave fucking highways and throughways. And like, it should get easier for everyone involved, but it's always going to be a battle in some way, shape or form. Yes. We're definitely in our battle right now. And I don't mean that in a bad, I just mean it like, I think a little fight is okay. Said blonde hair, blue eyed white guy. Um, But I just like, think like, that's what, like, it's going to be, fuck. it's going to be insane. Like the walls are just going to start getting knocked down. And it's just like, yeah, like I, it was always weird to me that we put females on this pedestal in every aspect of life. And then it came to like, we'll just say a ski film. And they're like, oh, here's 30 seconds. And it's like, I can watch Angel ski fucking for an hour straight. Like, you know, I, I years ago I heard someone, and maybe this is bad, but I was at a movie premiere and they're like, she skis like a man. And it was like, okay. I get what you're saying, but like, no, no, no. She skis like fucking angel and she rips like that. It was like blew my mind when I saw her ski for the first time, but it was also like they showcased her and they let her ski. They let her go. Like they didn't like put her in this box. They were like, you want to go to fucking Alaska? Like we're here. Let's go. And she fucking showed up and, you know, like it's, that was a crazy moment in my life of just being again, a male watching angel always comes to mind. It's like the female who they like, she had to fucking go through every rope, every hoop, but got the opportunity and was like, no, she doesn't ski like a man. She's, he's like angel. She fucking rips. And that was like the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. That's my rant. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say on that. I just like, it's, it blew my mind, right? Like, I think we're trying to break that stereotype of she skis like a man. It's like, no, no, no. She skis like angel. Exactly. And we're also trying to break the idea that one woman is enough. Like, we've got more than 20 in our film, and we're giving them the opportunity to shine and to, to speak out about the things that they want to speak out about. And I think it's extremely powerful and I'm excited. Yeah, I and correct me if I'm wrong here cuz I I do have this opinion and I want to know I could be wrong. I don't know. That's what I that's why I'm here for. I'm the guy who could be wrong. But like I want to see a world where like if you're great and you have a great story, then you're in. Not just like you're male or you're female or however you identify. Like I just want to see great stories long-term does that make sense or no yeah i mean i think right now there's a lot of uh that argument circling around that i think you might be touching on a little bit that is basically like why do we have to have 
all women's things right now, films that are all women, um, instead of just like having ski films that are like for everyone and showcase the best stories. And basically, right, we all want to get to that. I think that is like part of the end goal, but we're just not there yet. Um, and right now what we need is like female focused films that show everyone what we are capable of because we are still in this position where we are fighting for opportunities. We are fighting for equal pay. Like we're just not there yet. And we need to continue this like larger push and this larger movement um, for a little while longer till we can make our point until the next generation comes in 10 times stronger with 10 times more. And that's when we'll see like the big difference. And right now, like we are still in the fight. So. I, I love that answer. Um, that was a softball. You're welcome. No, <laughs> um, no, but I wanted you to say it, not me. Cause that's what I think people need to hear. Uh, and I genuinely believe that like it's cause it's an easy argument for me to be like, why don't we just have good stories? And like, cause we're not there yet. That's the real answer. We're not there yet. And I think projects like Advice for Girls, which is all female crew, all female filmers, producers, editors, I'm assuming, like, here it is. Like, this is what we can fucking do. So it's it's exciting, and it's really neat, and it's fun. Um, why Kickstarter? Um, well, we launched a Kickstarter because as much as, like support as we're receiving from the ski industry as a whole for this film, like we are having a difficult time getting the level of funding that we need um, from brands because there's a lot of action as far as like we're supporting women, but it's a lot of like little like marketing campaigns and things that aren't going very far and we just like aren't getting a lot of budget set our way and we've unfortunately had some issues with brands where they've pulled out some of their sponsorship dollars like halfway through the conversation and like we're just struggling to be taken seriously um which is really frustrating because like our crew is so dialed like our team is unbelievably talented and they've got the work to show it. And like, there's no doubt about it. What we're creating is going to be insane. And we have incredible athletes. Like we know what we're creating is absolutely huge. And most of the people in the ski industry know that as well. We're just struggling to get the support from brands that we need and honestly that we deserve. Um, so we are like turning to our communities to help us get the last bit of funding that we need to make this happen. And along with that, another half of the why are we starting, why do we have a Kickstarter is we are making a huge push with this film to pay everyone involved, like what they are worth, what their male counterparts would be being paid for the same thing. Like we are paying our entire crew well and we are paying the athletes involved as well, which is not something that is typical in the ski industry. Like normally, like you come to a ski film and you have to bring your own sponsorship dollars to pay for your spot. And we don't believe that that's the way it should be. Like we think that the athletes and the creators like should all be getting paid for their work. Like that should be like easy for people to understand. Like we're, you pay models when you take pictures of them to use for your marketing. Like it's the same thing. Like we believe that our athletes need to be paid. We believe that everyone needs to be paid. So we do, 
we are looking for a larger amount of money to make that happen. And it's important to us that we do pay everyone because we have this big mission, this big goal to like prove to the ski industry that this needs to be the new normal. Like we don't understand why it's not normal. It needs to be, and we are going to prove that it's possible and that it's worth it. And that everybody included in this film is extremely valuable and we deserve to be treated as such and paid as such. Like we are out to prove a big point with this film. And I know that we will. How do we help? How does the listener help? Uh, right now, the best way to support the film is by uh, making a pledge on our Kickstarter. We have until May 4th to finish raising um, the money. I think right now we're about 65% funded. Um, and we need to reach our goal by May 4th. So if you head over to our Kickstarter, you can make a pledge and depending on the amount you do, like the, we do have some rewards set up, whether that's like a sticker or we have made a custom Skeeta hat, like a brim hat with a pattern that was custom designed by one of our uh, photographers, Katie Cooney. And it has like little skis and snowflakes and ski tracks. And the hat itself is that like really cute purple color. Um, so if you donate a certain amount, you can also get one of those hats and Come fall, everybody's going to know if you're wearing one of those hats that it's because you wanted to support this project because you believed in it. Um, so right now, that's the best way to support us is with the Kickstarter. Um, we're getting close, but we're not there yet. And also, like I would just encourage everyone to follow us on Instagram. It's at advice, the number four girls underscore film, um, because we're going to continue to have like giveaways on our platform and other things to help us raise money and that's going to be ultimately where we show like share all of our um tour dates and stuff in the fall and so those are the best ways you can support us right now and if any brands who want to support the film are listening reach out uh we'd love to hear from you we're really looking for brands who truly believe in what we're doing so yeah yeah and i just want to note for anyone listening, it's, I mean, I think the pledges start at $10. Like this isn't, you don't have to break your bank to support and any support helps so, so, so much. I sound like NPR right now, but it's just like, I think we create these things and we talk ski community and bike community and just the outdoor community. And then, you know, opportunities like this exist and like most of us, I can't speak for everybody, but like you can. I cannot go see Rambo 12 next week at the movie theater with Sylvester Stallone and like support with $10. Cause you know, if a hundred people give 10 bucks, like that helps filmers, that helps photographers, that helps pro skiers that help. Like it's, it helps our community as a whole to like create something beautiful. So that's my rant on it. Um, I will put the link down below in like the show notes I'll tag your Instagram in the show notes so they can find that your personal as well as the advice for girls. Um, Cause I think it's important. I really do. And I think, you know, I think telling these stories are important and I'm excited to see the film. Um, clearly I'm excited to talk about it. I do have a couple more questions about it. One is how long can we expect this to be? Um, 
who knows right now we're looking at like 50 minutes okay. um but it keeps getting bigger by the day so i don't know somewhere around the hour mark i'm not going to commit to anything i'm not the one editing it but yeah we want to hold you to it i'm just like feature film you think you know and like obviously we just talked about kickstarter so it's like how much am i donating to see this um it's an hour-long film that takes a lot of work go make your uh, you know your tiktok reel or instagram reel and come up with 60 seconds of like watchable footage it's hard takes a lot of work takes a lot of effort so about an hour runtime we won't hold you to that (laughs) are we gonna see a tour um, yeah, we're going to have a full film tour in the fall. We already have like 16 or so stops in the works. We're coming all over to the cities and mountain towns, mostly in the Western United States, but we're working on figuring out the East Coast part of this as well. Um, and I guess that's another thing to note is that like the donating to our Kickstarter as well is also giving us a better chance of getting to more locations. And our ultimate goal with this film is to get as many people to see it as possible. And especially as many women and younger girls to see this film, because like I so strongly believe that this is going to have a large impact on them. And I'm really grateful for that. But yeah, we're going to be all over in the fall, starting with like our world premiere, the weekend of, October 21st, which is that weekend is going to be showing in the Park City and Salt Lake area. Um, and then we'll be moving on from there. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> what is, this is such a shit question, but what's next? Like, I know you're not done with this one, but like, you got to think of like, what are we going to do next? Right. Or what are you going to do next? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm really in this one right now. Like we're still filming. We have so many film dates coming up and then like the whole editing process and like we're going to be super active on social media throughout the summer and into the film tour just to like keep pumping out content. So I would be lying if I said I knew what was next (laughs) because I'm still just like trying to make it to the film tour. (laughs) What say it all goes well. Would you do this? Knowing what you know now, would you do it again? Hypothetically. I, I've been asked this question a lot. People are like, oh, so is this what you want to do? Is like the producing side of ski films. And I'm always like, no, I think I just want to be an athlete. Um, but like the farther I get into this process, the more I realize that there is like so much power in working with a crew of women. And I do think that moving forward... Um, with future film projects, I will probably take on some sort of producing role because I really want things to be with a crew of women. And that's just hard to come by in the ski industry with like the bigger production companies. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but like we have really created like an incredible safe space where we like work together. We communicate about everything like I have made lifelong friends through this process and they've showed me like what it should be like when you're out in the backcountry, like filming to feel safe, to be able to speak up and say, Hey, I don't know if we should be going over here right now. Like I, for these reasons and to have people like listen and like back off an objective altogether because you've created that safe space for everyone involved to speak up. And I know that can be created not, just with only women but like I just think this is 
really powerful what we're making and moving forward i want to continue to work on projects where i have a team that is going to make me feel that way i'm really grateful for it yeah and i think in your poem obviously you know the poem better than i do but it says i think it was bring women up or bring others up which i think is just important for everyone to hear and you know maybe and i can't speak for any female and i'm not trying to but like when there was only room for one, I don't think that always happened because you were all fighting for one slot. Um, and what this film is doing and what you're doing and what you're creating and your friends are creating is like, you know, we always say there's room for everyone at the table, but like it's not there's not always room for everyone at the table. And it seems like you guys are truly at least trying your best to encompass that. Yeah, I definitely think we are. And the lines in the poem are help out other girls, push each other to improve. And we've been really putting that into action with this film. And I think that's why, like, we have so many women involved is because like every chance we've been given to give more women an opportunity, like we're taking, we're like calling up, we're like, how about we get 15 girls in this segment so that we can show these 15 women to the world to give them this opportunity to shine. Like we're all about creating space for as many women as possible. And I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, I looked at the, the list of athletes and it, it sure seems like, obviously you can't, there's, you can't invite every single female athlete on the planet to come ski and film, but, um, you know, I was talking to Lindsay when I was in Jackson and she's skiing with like a whole crew of like younger females in the Wyoming range and like, or the Tetons and like, that's super cool. And it's probably like, again, they're like looking up to Lindsay and they get to ski with her and now they're in a ski film with her. And like, those are just really cool opportunities that don't always exist when we're dealing with big, big video production crews just not how they used to do it it's not how they've done it yes it's been amazing and we had the most incredible time filming we did film with a crew of kids in at grand targi we had three 12 year olds and a 17 year old and they were absolutely sending it in the powder and that was like just the most amazing segment to film because it really showcased like why we are doing this um and like we really, it was so powerful to get like women of all ages together and to learn from each other and to push each other to improve. Like it was the most incredible space that we created that day. And we've continued to do that throughout the entire film and had so many opportunities and moments where we've realized like the power of what we're doing. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's been cool to watch from afar. Again, talking to Lindsay, she was hyped on it. Um, I'm kind of going to swerve here, but what's something you wish someone told you 10 years ago? Well, there's lots of things, and they're in the poem. <laughs> but mostly just, like, you can do it. Like, your dreams are within reach. Like, I don't think I believed, like I always wanted to do something like this, but I don't know if I ever believed it was possible. And like now 
here I am like making all of my dreams come true and like beyond that like I cannot imagine a project ever again that will speak as perfectly to like what is most important to me like this is the project that I have like more than everything I've ever wanted I can't find the words right now because this is unbelievable that this is even happening and I just like want everyone not just my past self but like everyone to know like you are capable of this like you are valuable you are worthy of this and you're going to find success if you just keep trying and I I love it I keep saying that's my thing that I repeat this time is I'm excited and I love it no I think it shows your passion I think it's true and I think people like I can promise you that my listeners see through guests bullshit um and you don't have it like it's passion it's real you can feel it um you know i'm not going to get any dms on people like quoting you and being like that's bullshit because like they're it's it's true and you can you can hear it in your voice you can hear the way you talk about it and it's not just me 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 it's it's us it's everyone it's and i think that's the i think that's what makes the difference on why this film is going to work and this project is going to work because um, I forget your friend in the beginning who was like, this could be more than a seven minute film about you. And you could have been selfish and been like, no, I'm just doing this small project. And instead you're like, okay, I'll put on 400 hats and I'm going to create something for us. I think that's important. And I think People listening and your friends already know this and everyone who watches the film is going to see it and feel it. So I think you should be proud and I think you you should say you love it and you should be excited because if you're not, then why are you doing it? Yes, definitely very passionate about it. <laughs> it spews out of me all day, every day, all the time. And the people close to me are sick of hearing about it. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to talk about why I'm so passionate about this project. I could go on for hours because <laughs> I care about it so much and I really mean that. And it's been so magical, but so thanks for <laughs> Yeah. So if you weren't a skier, a producer, a filmer, an editor, if you weren't wearing all these hats, a salesman, what would you be doing? Uh, maybe the same thing in mountain biking. Okay. <laughs> Is that not quite the answer you're looking for that's what i think and i love mountain biking because you're warm while doing it so that would be great <laughs> i know it's such a funny thing like i i like skiing better than mountain biking like the yeah. act of skiing better than mountain biking but we were hanging out in the trailhead yesterday and or two days ago it was like 70 and we're all like pumping up our tires and checking our shocks and like we're just pulling our shit out because it's all been hidden all winter and I was like, man, I missed this part. Like we did like a, we did a lap and then we came down and like everyone grabbed water at their car. Why we do laps or more like enduro laps, you pedal up, you bomb down. Great. But like, we're like sitting there, we're tailgating at 70. I was like, Oh, I missed this. Like I didn't miss the mountain biking as much, but I missed the hangs. It's, it's a different thing. It's totally different. Uh, what kind of bike are you on? This is a random question, but I just always wonder. Um, I ride the Fazari LaSalle Peak. Um, both me and my husband have the same bike. We love that bike. We ride for Fazari. 
and it's my favorite bike I've ever had and it's purple and sparkly. So basically unbeatable would recommend <laughs> purple and sparkly would recommend any hidden talents. Um, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> You're not like really good at yo-yoing or like you can like interlock your toes or I don't know, juggle. Like there's gotta be a hidden talent. Everyone knows all of your talents. I don't think I have a hidden talent though. Okay. All right. I wish I had a good answer for that. That would be nice. Should have had that one ready. I was prepared in case you asked me the infamous, what would you name your boat question? What would um, you name your boat? Okay. You ready for this? <laughs> that's such an odd question. Cause that's not infamous in the ski world. Cause we're all poor. Like we're not, what would you name this object that you'll probably never own in your life? Cause you chose skiing. Um, yes. So I think just darling. And the reason for that is because, uh, we we got a van. We borrowed a van for the production process for the film. And the van's name is Little Darlin. Um, so I think the boat's name would just be Darlin. Darlin and Little Darlin. I like it. I like it. Do you have any other questions prepared for yourself? Uh, no, that was not. That was it. <laughs> oh, but maybe that answers the question, what's next? Maybe we'll take the boat, Darlin, and we'll go on some crazy trip to ski, a boat to ski trip. That yeah, a wavy three. You got to call Nikolai Shermer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, favorite pocket snack? Um, Sour bright crawlers. That's the special kind of sour gummy worm that I'm looking for because they're the best. That's Trolley um, brand, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know that brand. I know that brand well. They're uh, so tasty. They're so good. Do aliens exist? Definitely. Yeah. 100%. 100% on that. Yeah, I'm certain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll scale it back to like a solid nope, 75. 100%. You and Tom DeLong. A great memory from when I was a kid sitting on the porch with my mom. And she's like, I've been thinking a lot about something recently. And I'm like, oh, this is a serious conversation. She's like, what if some of our neighbors are aliens? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man. And I think about that all the time to this day. I'm like, they could be just living amongst me and I would never know. So I'm set on that. Yeah, 100%. I like it. I was told recently, and we don't have to go into this because this is a could be a touchy subject. It's just a yes or no. Everyone is allowed to believe in one conspiracy theory. Do you agree with that? Um. No, no, if I have to only believe in one, I'm changing mine. <laughs> yeah, you're only allowed to believe in one. Like you can't have a like you can't believe in twenty of them. Like the world, like there are some things, but like mine is birds aren't real. Like a hundred percent, there's no way that those are real. I'm dying on this hill. Like I'm good with it. Great. Well, I think I don't want aliens to be my one conspiracy theory. Then um, I, I don't think, think that's they, a conspiracy theory. Put, okay. Oh, Bigfoot's real too. Like I feel okay. like aliens and Bigfoot are a hundred percent real things that have to exist. Okay, glad. There, I'm glad you think so because that's the truth. <laughs> there's no way there's that many bad photographers that just <laughs> missed Bigfoot. Bigfoot, big feet. That's it. That he has to be real. That joke is stolen from Mitch Hedberg, so 
<laughs> anyone who's listening is like, that's a Mitch, that's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Um, pizza or tacos? Tacos, for sure. Playlists or podcasts? Podcasts. Then I feel like I'm like doing something, you know, I'm like learning. So it counts more. <laughs> what kind of podcast are you? Uh, are you an interview podcast person or are you like an immersive podcast or like a crime? Interview podcasts for sure. That's Most- interesting. I don't know. I love ski and mountain bike podcasts the most because I'm like, oh, I relate to you or, oh, that's cool. I feel like that's possible. But many other podcasts as well. I'm an immersive guy. Like I love like full immersive audio with my AirPods in and I'm just like, like, like riding my bike through the woods and then like something like comes across and I'm like, like, what was that? (laughs) Like, I'm like blown away. I but I can ride for days with that stuff on. I get lost in it, but or crime. But uh, pool or beach? Beach. Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. Text or call? Text for sure. I get so afraid when I have to call people, but this whole production has made me way better at that. I just like take a deep breath and I'm like, you can do this. It's so funny. People don't like calling. I I don't know. I like calling. I mean, I'm a texter too. Don't get me wrong, but I have no problem calling anybody. I'm just like, hey, it's Adam. What's up? Blah, 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 blah. And then I went, this is a tangent. I'm sorry. But I realized my, my nieces and nephews don't know how to answer a phone because they just know who's calling because <laughs> the world's changed. Like when I grew up, I had to like pick up a phone and be like, hello. And they'd be like, oh, is Becky there? And I'm like, who is this? Like, I'm like the little brother. I don't have a sister named Becky, but I'm going with Becky. Um, It's like, who is this? And like, it's John. And I'm like, I don't like John, but I'm like, all right. And I'm like, Becky, it's John. And like, that's, that world's gone. It doesn't exist. It's just like, oh, everyone calls the person they want to talk to. And there is no like, I don't know. I don't know why this is my epiphany lately, but it blows my mind. But I think that's why, I don't know how old you are. You don't have to say but I think that's why the younger generation doesn't like calling people. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> comedy, <laughs> comedy or horror? What? What did you just ask me? Comedy or horror? Uh, comedy. Waffle or pancake? Waffle. Groomers or pow? Pow. That is a silly question. Some people racers would say groomers, like. That's what they do. They hate powder. It's bizarre. Coffee or tea? Coffee. If you could, do you cook? Um, only because I have to. <laughs> Just to survive. Well, this is, you're going to love this question then. If you could cook a meal for anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you cook? Oh, no. That's scary because I'm not a good cook. <laughs> it does. That's part of it. So I'm ordering takeout and oh no, I should have known this curveball was going to be thrown. <laughs> it's not a curveball. <laughs> what was the first name that came to your head? Someone asked me this question and I said Kurt Cobain and I was like so mad. But that's the first question. That's the first human that came into my brain. So like that was the pure answer. And then I had like some bullshit answer on like who I actually want to have dinner with. But like Kurt Cobain came into my brain first. So who well, came into your brain when I asked that question? 
The person who came into my brain when you asked that question uh, is my husband, Mason, because I eat dinner with him every single day. <laughs> Boo that answer. <laughs> I mean, Mason's great. Bless Mason's heart. But you guys cook and eat together every day. I'm talking like, I don't know, Michelle Obama. Taylor like, Swift. Taylor Swift. What are you guys eating? You have to cook uh, the meal. Um... Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a good pizza cook? No, no, you got to cook it. Like, if I was having food with Taylor Swift, I'd be like, listen, I make the best banana glizzies because I assume she's a vegetarian. And that's where I would make her, banana glizzies. Well, I don't know. <laughs> this this interview is going to end on a harsh note. You're going to be like, fuck that guy. That guy sucks. Um. <laughs> I think we did it. I think we got to the end. We crushed it. You answered all of my questions with uh, pure excitement and joy. Addie, this is your moment to kind of, I know you probably have a long, maybe you don't, but like people to thank, sponsors to thank, and then like one more time, how people can support this film and like support female athletes and like how do we make, this is a huge question, how do we just make change in this industry? Like what are we missing? Because it shouldn't be that hard, but it is. Well, I think to answer the hard part of that question first, the way you create change is by not being afraid to speak up, um, to be vocal about the things that you need, that you believe need change in the industry. Like, let's talk about it. I think that's the best way to go about making change. As far as all the plugs go, I mostly want to thank the full production team for advice for girls specifically sarah beam robbins she's running this whole show she's the reason this is happening and i'm infinitely grateful for her but also the rest of the team bianca and is and katie and sierra i love you all thank you and a big thank you to some of our main sponsors for the film like storyteller overland um they're the ones giving us our van and they really believe in this project and have been supporting us the whole way. Um, we also love Wild Rye and Mammut. They've been really excellent. Um, and we can see every time we talk to them that they're passionate about this project and that's what we wanna see. And I also would like to thank my personal sponsors, um, Atomic, I would like to thank Atomic and Wildhorn Outfitters because they always believe in me and I guess that's my list of people to thank and Mason and my parents and also if you want to support the film follow us on Instagram and check out our Kickstarter because it means a lot to us and we're really trying to make change with this project and prove to the ski industry what women are capable of that we're unstoppable and that paying everybody needs to become the new normal. So that's my final thing. And Taylor <laughs> Swift, if you want to post about us, we, we would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Taylor Swift's listening, but I will try to get it in her ears. Uh, I want to thank you for taking an hour and just kind of pouring your heart out on your passion project. Cause I know, uh, you know, something that's so close to your heart maybe isn't always so easy to talk about. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a super easy thing to talk about, but like it is 
we see the goods. We see all the goods on the internet. We never see the bads. We don't see the no's. We don't see the fights, the crying, the the happy, the sad. So thank you for just telling your story and thank you for writing this poem. And like, I can't, I can't wait to see this film. Uh, I hope it hits the East Coast in some way, shape, or form. So thank you. Of course. I just hope that I did the film justice by talking about it in this way because I just wish I could say all of the things.